What's going on, everybody? This is the Growing Up Italian Podcast, and we have returning guests, Big George, and that guy who draws, aka Mike D. You're more, you're, you're no more for your Instagram than your personal name. So I'm going by <laughs> your Instagram handle. Yeah. How you guys? How you guys feeling? Feeling good. I've been hanging out here for like two days straight. I feel. <laughs> I've been here since. Uh, so George wasn't here. Last wait, time. let's just get this straight. I'm going to be lisping and spitting a lot, and I need everybody to know it's because I'm doing Invisalign. <laughs> so it's not because I'm a retard, it's just I got these trays in my mouth. I, I've oh, been doing that too. You're spitting on everything. What, you're doing Invisalign all I, I, I just finished, and uh, it's a nightmare. I it's, fucking hate it. It's, it's a nightmare. If I would have knew this going into <laughs> it, I, 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 cut that um, TV what? in there too. No, no, no I'm big... saying, if I would have knew Thank this you, going Jeff. into it, I would have got regular braces, the metal. I only got to be Bro, in it six I know. months. But... You would still have to wear at night. I don't care about at night. I wear them, I wear them all day long. It doesn't bother me, but it, it sucks. I feel like, where's my helmet? Like, I feel like I'm back in high school. I know. Football. <laughs> and I only got the top done. I only needed them on the top. But your teeth are straight, though. On the bottom, they're a little jammed up. So <laughs> I'm supposed to wear it more time during the day. But come on. Like, I, I, gave, I gave it a year. Yeah. I don't want to be in them. They said up to six months. Then I'll go for the veneers and everything. But this is a, I'm not even lying to you. This is a nightmare. And I fucking hate it every day so, of my life. Real quick, my mom like started, my sister and me around the same time. My mom's teeth are pretty straight. So she had no business doing it. She's like, I'm not doing this shit. And gave them back. Oh, she gave them back. Yeah. Hey, what'd you wind up paying for it? Uh, 45, 5,000. Top and bottom? Yeah. I got, see, I got the top. For but and five hundred. Oh yeah. And I knew the person doing it was. A You're not doing the bottom. Friend. No, I don't need it on the bottom. They're straight in the bottom. Oh yeah. But they were like, I'll pay you cash. You give me a deal. So it's twenty five hundred. Obviously, it's okay. no fucking deal if you pay forty something hundred for the top and, and the bottom. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Did you pay all that like once or a little at a time? I paid it all at once. Yeah, I pay, I pay like five hundred every time I went. So I didn't feel it as much, you know. This is fucking nothing's for free in this world. So this is what we've been doing for three hours. I think we covered. <laughs> All the random topics we possibly could today. Well, we covered a lot of stuff that we can't say on this, you know, in the back. That's room, which that's we would for have the subscribers to have a only. Podcast about it, but everyone will get jammed up talking about that <laughs> shit. But yeah. it was really good. That you have to come to the shop in person for. I want to give a quick shout out to my guy Joe here. He has the best gym in the neighborhood, Limitless, Limitless Fitness. How could you go wrong? For any of our Guidos from Howard Beach, tuning in, towel check it service. Out. They have a huge strip of clientele that works out there about 8 o'clock Restless. at night. Restless. So if you're a single guy, you want to get there. You got to get there, I'm just saying. You know, they got wrestlers, so if you got kids that, you know, have, you know, if you got a guy that has kids and you want your kids to see wrestlers, that's the afternoon crowd. It's a lot of different shit. Sheamus will be there. Yeah, Sheamus was there, right? You said who else was there? Yeah, we're out of wrestling. For Stone Cold time. wasn't there, so I don't know anybody else after that. But, yeah, we... The first podcast we did, it was it was great. We were talking about a bunch of like um, New York City history with tattoos and tattooing started like being legal in New York City in '97. So like, our followers loved it, and we actually had a couple comments on our YouTube like, "We need a part two, or this one was too short." So I've been asking Mike for a while, like, "Let's get it, uh, 
Let's yeah. get part two on. I mean, we're always down for this. This is this is fun. We all we do is talk here anyway. So <laughs> put the mics in front. Yeah, of but I like no talking different. about other stuff than tattooing. I got to be honest with you. you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love tattooing, but every day. Yeah, but you have a lot of good out. stories. I got great stories that happen in this place. Big, know, big yeah, a lot of them. It's got to be for subscribers only. <laughs> Send us twenty dollars and yeah. we'll record a conversation for you. But no, there's a lot of shit that went on in this place through the years. Yeah, a lot of crazy. The only thing that's never happened. I don't think anybody got killed up here yet. Yet, right? <laughs> yet. Make sure no, you have statute limitations. Saying, like, at least, if if it did it, at least give it ten years. You know. Yeah, I mean, God, God forbid that should never happen. But you know. That, we never had an overdose up here. Thank God. Not yet. You know, in today's time, sure, you're not likely that. You know? <laughs> right on top. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know? I might as well just sit to the side. But through the years, we, I've had, I'm not even lying to you, I've had people come up here two times. I had somebody come up with a gunshot wound and a knife wound. Fresh, though? Like the gunshot? Fresh. Like they must figure because we wear gloves, like we could fix them. <laughs> You know, but I gave it a shot. I'll be honest with you. I, I stitched the I stitched the knife wound up with needle and thread. That I, I did. Do you have that here? On, yeah. No, he came with it. Actually, he came with it, and I did <laughs> stitch it up. It was a leg wound. It was probably about I mean, like I'm gonna say that's an pretty inch crazy. And a half, two inches. Well, what, what could I you Why don't know, you just go to the hospital? But then, no. One time, a kid did get hit by a truck. Oh wow! In, right here, right in front of the shop. It was when we first opened. I swear to God, and um. I, I ran outside. I had my gloves on. He was laying in the street. He was like bleeding, like from his head. So I came. Are you up, a doctor? Got, no, I'm a tattoo artist. I got a bunch of Latin napkins. <laughs> I'll never forget. And I know it seems like good fellas, but Pete was going fucking nuts. Like, oh, what are you doing? You know, bringing the lap napkins down. It was like with the when they wasted the aprons. He was like more like, oh, you could get sued. I don't think he was so concerned about the lap napkins, but the kid was. Yeah, I'll never forget that. Then there was a time, kid gets hit in front of the shop by a car, right? Turns out he was doing a wheelie up the avenue and some guy clipped him. So I run downstairs, you know, there's a whole commotion outside. So the kid was like sort of all right, you know? Like he stood up, he was just, I think, more dazed and scared. So the guy that hit him was like, oh, you know, let me take you home, this and that, blah, 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 you know? And I'm telling the kid, yo, don't get in a fucking car with him. I was like, what are you, nuts? And the kid's going to me, nah, he's going to give me money. He's going to give me money. And the kid got in the car with him. He shot up 89th Street, I guess. The guy throws him out of the car fucking down the block. The kid comes walking back looking to the ground. And I was like, what happened? He threw you out of the car. And the kid was like, yeah. I was like, I told you not to get in the car with him. And he's like, well, how would you know? I was like, because that's what I would have did. I would have threw you out of the fucking car up the block. <laughs> and then the kid got beat. Got how beat many years ago was this? Oh, this was... Uh, my bad, my Christ. Um, I'm 46 now. I, I want to say I was in my late 20s when this happened. So it, 20 it was, years at least Yeah it was a long time <laughs> That's ago. wild I'll never forget I couldn't believe the kid got in the car with him Now it would be hard to pull some shit off like that Especially with phones People start recording and. Oh yeah you definitely know what I'm like, Yeah definitely 20 years ago Because nobody was recording anything Everybody, If anybody had a phone It was a flip phone Like Yeah but people are always getting into accidents In front of the shop There's like a real dangerous corner Because of the whole intersection right here Yeah it's There's, there's ways, no light It's you know now they delayed the lights, so it's a little less, but at least a couple of times a year, it would be either be the corner of 101 and Rockaway, 
or the corner of 89, 89 and 101 would always be like some sort of accident. When we when I was t- getting tattooed here one time, there was like a dog that almost got hit by the by that uh, that car. Remember? Yeah, we were outside. We yeah. were chasing it. Oh, that was <laughs> yeah, the dog yeah. that ran up into the shop, right? Yeah. That broke my heart, the poor dog. Think we the dog didn't get hurt. No, but we gave him to somebody up the block. Oh, right? no, no, no. It's a different story. Him. No, no, no. That There was a time where a girl lost her dog in front of the shop. Yeah. And it was like a, what was it? Like a Doberman, right? Yeah, it wasn't it was a, a small dog. like a lab. It might have been. been a black yeah. lab yeah, yeah, yeah. or something. And we were, we were chasing it around for 20 minutes. And then I was like, I can't do this. I got to go t- I gotta go tattoo. Because uh, yeah, he, he wouldn't let us catch him. But here we are. The famous Pete and Kubo. In Ozone Park, right? This Ozone is Ozone Park. Park. Um, you have a lot of Italian customers, right? Would you say? Over the years. Over the years, yeah. Sure. I mean, the owners here are it's both very, Italian. It's very diverse, our our clientele here. But we, over the years, this is a very well-known spot. God bless Marcus Camby. <laughs> Why he came here? No, but he was like the first black basketball player to start getting tattoos. And, and amongst the business he had, that... He had a little one. He had a little one. For a long time. My friend actually tattooed him, his wife up at Big Joe and Sons. Adam Kaplan's wife, Carrie Angel. She started tattooing him like 20-something years ago. And when he really, was playing for the Knicks, he had like a little Chine, uh, yeah, Chinese... Chinese uh, symbol or yeah. something. And like once Marcus Camby got tattooed, that was it. Boom. Blew up. You know, because it was mostly through the years, it was like uh, mostly Italian guys getting tattoos, like street guys, you know. In jail. Yeah. And then with Marcus Camby, I would say like the more or less like black people started getting tattooed. The funniest thing, we Pete had this client, this young black kid, he's such a nice kid. His name was Paul. And he would come in and tell Pete all the time, he would say, you want a tattoo? You go to an old white dude for a tattoo. He goes, they're the ones that do the tattoos because for years, you know. That's what it was. I mean, now it's everybody tattoos. Now everybody. Now, no, everybody. but now everybody has tattoos. Everybody too. has tattoos. You every, know, doctor, lawyer, doesn't matter. Tattooing, every kind of race is tattooing now. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's a different business, way different business. You know, even before my time, and I guess before Pete's time, I would say it was like the Circus Connie guy that was doing the tattoo. What does that mean, Circus? Like circus Connie, you know, they, the Connies, you know, they, they work for the carnivals. They were doing the tattoos? or Yeah, yeah, that's where you got your tattoos, in, in the carnival. I mean, look, y- years ago, um, I mean, you see the artwork that's done today and the caliber of artists that's involved in tattooing. These artists were around 30, 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's not like God said, hey, let me make these super talented artists, poof, here they are. But 30, 40 years ago, it, it was like embarrassing for them to they didn't, beneath they didn't them. Wanna, they didn't want to be tattoo artists. Yeah, to be tattoo artists. Well, Mike, Mike kind of got a funny story because, uh, you know, I've known him for years just being that guy who drew, you know, like, yeah, and he was always drawing and he was just like an artist, like pure artist, just drawing murals and, uh, doing a Giglio and, oh, yeah. you know, I, James, yeah, like he actually sweet. sent me that picture today for something. It was the funny. And James, did? Yeah. That was, so he that was designed great. a Giglio and, uh, you know, this just. He figured, like, you know, tattooing is something that I could get paid to show my talent. Yeah, but you know? he, he got it, though. You Like, how old were you when you started working here? Four or five years ago, right? Five years ago, so I was, what, 22? 22, but somebody showed me your Instagram, I think, when you were, like, Chris. maybe 18. Chris. Yeah, like and, you, and you knew you right know. away? Yeah, like, when I... I remember Chris showed you, it to you me. You got my Instagram, I remember when, because when... I but graduated before I met college. Santo, though. 
Yeah, yeah. When I graduated college and I started right away doing uh, an apprenticeship in Brooklyn. And right after Which that, I didn't then know I started you post- were doing that. No, no. Like, at another tattoo shop. At another tattoo like, shop. Like Vitaly showed me his Instagram and I was looking at it and I was like, I go, this kid gets it. I was like, he could be a tattooer because not everybody that's an artist could be a tattooer. You know, I don't claim to what's be se- a great what separates what separates it? Like what 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 is it that you look for that? Yeah, a little bit. Right? <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it, it's just a certain like I, I can't even put a give you a for instance. Like you could tell in the you draw know, in the I way someone draws. I saw it. Like I just knew it. You know, I was like, this kid gets it. Like he's not like where you say a sketch artist where they're you know dabbling with the pencil. Like this kid draws neat, clean lines. You know, like. Him probably not knowing what a traditional tattoo was or, or your basic entry-level tattoo, I guess, tattooing, like, he could do it. Like, he got it, you know, without even probably knowing he had it. Like, just me looking at it, I was like, this kid gets it. He could be a tattooer. Not everyone's like that. You know, there's some great artists today. I had a friend growing up, this kid, Jimmy Wilson, phenomenal artist as a kid, and I tried to break him in. He broke my balls for years, bro. Teach me to tattoo. And back then, you didn't teach anybody to tattoo. You know, I was like, fuck out of here. I'm not letting another person in. You know, and and after a while, he went and bought stuff. And I was like, look, before you kill people, I was like, I'll show you some stuff. And he just couldn't get it, no matter how great of an artist he was. And he was a great artist. Tell me a little bit about the process when Mike... Started like interning here. You could like is the word interning? Well, I, had, I, I did oh, an apprenticeship a... at a, another shop for how long? So I was there about eight months, uh, nine months. I was there from June to December. So, but I months. actually okay. wound up so, and how he came here. It was a funny story. I was tattooing his cousin's boyfriend at the time. Okay, was a client yeah. of mine. I was tattooing it, and somehow his name came up, and he was like, "Yo, that's my cousin," and I was mm-hmm. like. Well, what's he doing with himself? And he's like, ah, oh, he's apprenticing at this shop in Brooklyn, but mm-hmm. they're really not teaching him nothing. Later, I've gone to find out that the guy who owned that shop wasn't even a tattooer. So, like, well, that explains fuck, it. who are you apprenticing? You're not even yeah. a fucking tattooer. Like, for real, bro? Come on. Yeah, you know? So, um, I was learning I was learning bits and pieces from the other artists in the shop at the time that I'm still close with today. But the owner was more into me cleaning his shop than teaching me to become a tattoo Which artist. He was, he was trying to get free, a free worker. Well, you're supposed yeah. to do you know that. that. That's, that's you're supposed to do that. Make sure you're supposed to clean shops. I scrubbed toilets. Like I scrubbed but, tubes for years. That's a rite of passage. But in return for that stuff you're doing for the guy, you kind of like got to learn a trade out of it. And they weren't able to teach him anything about it. So, so I told the kid, I was like, you know what? I, I was like, you want a job? I was like, tell him to come see me. And then what? Like two weeks later... I think you were in the car with him, and you were passing the avenue. No, no, we were coming here, because I had my portfolio with me. Remember, I had the fake skin with me, everything. Did I, did you that have, I thought I saw you outside on. first, and I was no. like, come. No, 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 well, we we got here, and you showed up in Georgie time, which is about an hour after the You're shop supposed opens. to be. <laughs> and then um, Santo pulled you to the side, and he was like, all right, let's go upstairs. And I had all my stuff on me. The only thing you, I, I, I started that I didn't Saturday do with him, like I didn't put him through the abusive part of it because he I went know through it already. he was getting abused for like six months. Like he would tell me stories like if the artist didn't leave me their leftovers, I wasn't eating that day. <laughs> like that was brutal. You know, it so was I, was like, food? I was like, oh shit, you had it like that. He had $17 in his bank. <laughs> I, 
Well, I was, I mean, my father was helping me out. But so. you're probably knowing him. He's too embarrassed to ask his father. His father's a great guy. Give him the shirt yeah, off his back. Fa- his father's the best. I could have You know, this kid was that. probably looking like, oh, no, I got to see if I can make it on my own. Meanwhile, if he didn't have their leftovers, he wasn't eating. So for me, like, all right, you went through that abusive part already. Yeah, the other, like, the other artists, they would buy me lunch sometimes and stuff like that. Making it sound like, making it sound like I came from fucking the, the A child called it over here. But like the was, was, like I was working in a basement. Like, like he was working with machines and stuff on skin. So it's like somebody was in. I was like, all right, tattoo her. Well, what do you mean? So, no, remember so you I, said you told me to come in that weekend and then you would have somebody uh, that I would do my first tattoo on. And then we were in here, we were in this room and he goes, all right, just pick something. Uh, I'm thinking like, what the fuck? Like, this is so my he, first he tattoo. Tattooed, you tattooed him the first. No, time? no, I tattooed another guy. Remember the I guy? I was the... an apprentice tattoo me. <laughs> <laughs> but he told him, but asshole, you told him to pick off the wall. This, there was dozens of tattoos on this wall. I was not qualified to be doing. And he picked the. Yeah, it's right up there, actually. It's the dragon with the, uh, the skull. That was the first tattoo I ever did on the three flash above the uh, door. Look, you want to teach a kid to swim? Throw him in the deep end. Yeah. He's gonna figure it out, or he's gonna die. You know, one or the other. So <laughs> he figured it out real fast. Yeah, they threw me in the deep end. So well, I'm just saying. So you know, thank God he's not a parent. They threw me in the deep end, swimming. You know, nature takes over, and you learn to swim. You know, anybody listening? Anybody listening? Don't make Georgie babysit. Swimming around, getting abused by the other kids. All right, so you know how to swim. It works for the peanut gallery. You know, but so okay, so you did your first tattoo, and then he just started like doing a bunch of day, or did he do like a little well, presentation? I started, slow. I started, started slow. slow. You know, we were getting them people and stuff to tattoo because you know this is America the first two and everybody weeks, loves a free three tattoo. But you know, it's like anything else. Oh, so you did a couple you, freebies? I did. I, I did like three or four freebies before you had me. St- I started tattooing like small stuff that would walk in the shop, and. I started at a good time because my learning process was January, February, learning to get the lines down. And then March, April, which is busy season, came in. So there was a lot of these small, tiny tattoos that I was able to do. He pulled a neat line. He got a solid line in. That's from all his years of drawing. And that's what I did for a couple of months until I started picking up shading. And then I think I did my first portrait about six months after I started. Like that shit, I couldn't help him with at all. Like I told him flat out. I was like, I can't teach you nothing about art. I was like, you teach me about art. So but I was like, I'll so teach you to tell your spare time. You don't draw on canvases or anything? No, I don't. You know, no, I don't do it. I knew he was going to. Joe's laughing. You know what? I mean, look, there was a time. Well, because for anybody that, let me just let them know a little backstory. Mike is also doing like um, a separate art thing where he's uh, another passion where he's like making these canvases and. You know, he's selling canvases because that's a big market also. That's a big market today, so absolutely. So, after he works here all day, he, he's in his spare time, he draws canvases. And- like, like, don't get me wrong. I love the tattoo business. And mm-hmm. you know what? It, it's with the education that was presented before me, you know, the tattoo business is the last place. My parents would have want me to have gone. You know, we we were talking about yeah, this in we the were last talking hour. about my my father, my, father my, wasn't my pedigree as far as education. What, what was your dad's reaction when he said? My dad was like, I think at first they thought it was maybe a phase that I would get I would get over, and then they started seeing that I I, I can make a couple bucks yeah, and I can build a career. Successful. I if if I got a successful clientele list, like a nice clientele list, I can start making consistent money. 
which is what you need in this business because if you're not working, you're not you're not getting paid. Like you're you're you only doing, get paid when you're doing a tattoo. Yeah, you get paid you get paid for you know while you're working. Work. And I mean to me, like, look, I love the tattoo business. It's been great to me, and I'm I am so passionate about it. But to me, I don't like where the tattoo business is today. As a person, a lot that, of people, a person like that. that's been in this business since he's 15 years mm-hmm. old. I don't like it just changed so much for what, me. What don't you like about it? The magic's gone, like like Angelo and Tony P would say. It's today everyone has a friend that's a tattooer. You know, or like, know somebody. Yeah, there was magic in this business years ago. Like nobody did it. It was a lot of people looked at it as like as an outcast thing to do, but those who were in the know knew the magic that this business had. You know, like I said, it was crazy. You didn't share stuff with people that weren't your friends, you know, that didn't, you know, that didn't come with a reference from maybe somebody, maybe if you let that person in. Mm -hmm. But now you go on YouTube, people are telling the secret sauce to this. You know, we used to listen to grown up Italian podcasts. We we used to to mix our own colors. I mean, some stuff we still do, but Pete used to make his own red and it was a secret to the red. He didn't tell me till after I was with him 10 years, would never tell me the secret would to that Would he set red. it up for you if you needed it, though? He'd make it for me, this and that. Pete, what's the secret to the red? Would never tell me. He didn't tell me till like, I was 25. At that point, I got news for you. You're buying colors from suppliers. I didn't give a shit what the secret was anymore. But it was just that the master held that back, you know? Mm-hmm. The master doesn't give the death blow to his student because then the student doesn't need him anymore which now which now the industry doesn't have that because you can access those (laughs) this might be this might be a perfect segue into this question that i had because um i saw something crazy yesterday when mike was tattooing he he was using like a a needle that was wireless oh no i i I bought that oh yeah how'd you like that it's it's awesome (laughs) would you use something like that or I mean, I use a coil machine. I mean, like what's what's beneficial for me? The reason why it's beneficial for me is because when I'm working on large scale pieces, I'm not attached to the wire, so I could get to the other side of that kid's back without bringing the wire around. Yeah, I don't know but, the technology of it. I mean, you know, stuff is always going to evolve. I know That's some tattoos are very old school. That That's just the way the world. They works. just use that. I mean, look, I feel yeah. comfortable with. Yeah, that. I guess it's really like what you're me. I was with. I was using rotaries after what seven eight months when I started really doing the portraits. But I started from the coil. Like I I learned on a coil. Well, yeah, I made which... sure of that. I was like, listen, I was like, you're gonna do everything traditionally, so nobody could ever take that away from you. Like even though you're like this young, that's like learning artist. learning to DJ with records. Yeah, you're before gonna go you up, like. You know, when I'm when yeah, I'm dead thanks. and buried and this guy's 50, 60 years old in this business, no one could ever say, like, oh, yeah, he was one of those new jacks. Like, he came up with around old-timers. And not that I'm an old-timer, but he came up around old-timers in that old-school tradition that I came up with. And, and you know what? I, I cherish that, you, you know, like, because that was just a great part of the business. Like, I remember being a kid when they were first going to legalize it, right? Mm-hmm. It was pre – it was 97. It was actually pre-97. And they had a meeting at across the street from the Georgia Diner. There's another diner. I don't remember the on name Queens of the Boulevard, diner. On Queens Boulevard. Boulevard. Wasn't the Georgia? Was one across the street? But I was maybe twenty. This was years the meeting old. between the other tattoo artists, yes. right? And like- here it is. I'm sitting at a table, 
Petrie Quinto, Ronnie Delagua, Tony Polito, Mike Pafetto, Richie Montgomery, you know, a couple other a couple other guys. Yeah, like that was like a lot of Italian. That was like the heavy hitters, like all the all the kids that all the little hipster tattooers that aren't from New York City that come like worship these guys. And here it is. I'm like twenty years old sitting at a table with these guys discussing the future of tattooing. I think Richie Fye was at that, Dave from R and D, Rob from R and D was there. And it was just a, a select hand group of people that were like saying, Hey, hey this is supper. gonna happen, what are we yeah. gonna do? Like where are we gonna go? That I remember a guy showed up and Mike Pafetto looks at him and goes, Who are you? Oh, I'm so and so. What what somebody knows you here? Like what? You you tattoo? No, nah, I don't you know, I wanna be a tattooer. I want I wanna get involved. Like he's like Get the fuck out of here. He just, like, throws the guy out. Like, tells him just, like, you're fucking beat. You ain't sitting at this table. Like, to me, that was tattooing. There's a culture behind it. Yeah, it was that secret society where you only belonged if somebody brought you in that was already involved. Like, this is like the mob, in a sense, you know? Their business went to shit, so did this one. (laughs) (laughs) All businesses go to shit. Yeah, but, you know, it's just what you brought up on, the tradition and the values, like, totally dissipated out of this business. You know, there's some guys that keep it alive, I guess. You know, maybe they instill it in the people they break in around them or keep around them. But different business. Ain't the business that it's sold, I was sold on. And again, not knocking the business. I still love the business. But you couldn't get involved in tattooing today and have those same experiences I had 25 years ago. It's just not happening. Everything's like that, though. You're right. Everything's, Everything's more commercialized. Like commercialized. I was, even driving now, you go from... Point A to point B, you're gonna see four Amazon trucks on the way here. Yeah. Like during the day, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, I guess watch, watch in ten years how it's gonna be. Yeah, I guess it's like when you start that job, and the old timer at the job says, "Hey, kid, you should have been working here twenty years ago." Yeah, yeah. You know, like I remember when I when I started with Pete and all them. Like Pete said to me, "Oh, Georgie, you should have been tattooing in the early '80s." But he said you would have loved it. It was great. You know, and and here it is. Like I'll sit and say to Mike, "Oh, Mike." You should have been tattooing in the early '90s. You would have fucking loved it. And then when yeah. Mike, when, when Mike should have when when Mike's 45, oh, you should have seen <laughs> yeah, in the man. 2020s, yeah. the 2010s, they were big, they were crazy. It was a wild time in the 2010s. But look, I guess getting older, we have to, we have to accept certain things and and you know leave certain things behind. I guess that's what we do. But I don't, you know, think about it at least once a day. Is that not fucking crazy? And I love this business. But, like, I just think about it. You reminisce about it. Yeah, I just, like, think about it like this tattoo TV. Like, that was the big no-no, you know? I Somebody said, I don't don't want to take credit like I'm saying it. And I know I I heard it somewhere, so I can't even give credit to who said it. Mm -hmm. But somebody said, if you want to do something in this business, before you do it, think about running it past the guy that broke you in. And what would his reaction be? You know, like, if I would have said, oh, yeah, Pete, I'm going to be on a TV tattoo show. Oh, no, you're fucking not. <laughs> you know, only because you, you don't want to let it out, you know? Like the secrets to doing it. Look, you're basically, you're going on TV to tell people, hey, this is a business that I do well in. You, yeah. Now, everyone who has an audible, like you're selling your secret sauce. Yeah, yeah, like, I'm sure there's shit you make at the panini shop. You're not going to do a how-to video on how to make well, it. What, so every <laughs> other swinging dick that owns a deli picks it up yeah. and does it? Well, no way. I just got asked to be featured in a cookbook. And I was like, 
all right, I'll give you one, but I'm not giving you my vodka sauce. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? I'm like, I got to save that one. You know, that that's what I, I think these kids more or less today. But to me, they, to me they, they don't know any better. You know, when you're not schooled by somebody, it could be in anything. Mm-hmm. When you're not broken in by somebody, you have to learn harsh lessons on your own. You know, which I think where these kids are going to be. Like, look, there's a ton of tattooers out there, and they're fucking so talented, these tattooers. But what do you do when you're not the it guy anymore? And there'll come a time when you're not the it guy. And you know why you're not going to be the it guy? Because of you and all the other people that want to say, hey, do it like this. Use these mags. Do it like that. Because somewhere, there's a kid in fucking high school that's a phenomenal artist, and he's seeing all this shit, and he wants to be like his hero and then he's going to be the next up-and-coming tattooer. He's going to be the one that takes you out. Yeah, and you know what? You're going to be some 40-something-year-old fucking hipster that was tattooing in Williamsburg, and now you're no good because you're 40-something years old, and the 21-year-old's there knocking it out the box. And then where are you? That's what, that's what it is. Eventually, you know, right. your clientele does grow up, and your clientele does... All tattooed out, you know? Yeah. Like, I got... Look, I, I still work. I keep a clientele, but, you know, my main clientele... They're all fathers with kids, you know, and some are grandkids now. You know, tattooing's not the top priority for them anymore. They'll already can recommend somebody sometimes, like, you know, a referral. And, but what do you do? You want the young guy. Yeah. You know? Look, Kubo doesn't tattoo no more. I'm the oldest guy in the shop at 46. Everybody else in their 20s. Kubo doesn't tattoo at all? No, we don't let him tattoo anymore. (laughs) <laughs> he just he collects the pension. Yeah, you know, he's fucking diabetes. His eyes. We, we, we put him out the pasture. We were gonna kill him, but then we decided not. to Mike was like, "No, let him live." He's, <laughs> he's a good guy. He's you a good know, guy. He's a perfect. He buys guy. us food every Tuesday and Thursday. <laughs> let, let him live. He's a legend, though. I had a good time hanging out. Yeah. With him Yo, he'll tell you stories like, yeah, he's "Look, I don't have the greatest memory. I don't know if it's because I, I smoked a lot of pot when my younger years. I don't know. It's just because I'm old, but." People tell me stuff, and I'm like, yeah, said that, we did that. You really want to get him on here. Selective like he's memory. The, yeah, Next he's time we'll get him. With the we'll mind like too. an elephant. But, uh, you know, I put a little story up, and I asked all of our followers to submit some questions. So, New York City Sergio said, who are your favorite New York City artists? You, we could do, like, old. Tattoo artists or. Yeah, yeah um, tattoo artists. Hmm. That's, that's a broad question. All right, so you there's could do so like many, a lot of. There's so many great artists out there that do so many different things that it's hard to put it to one artist because I know black and gray guys that are amazing. I know color guys that are amazing. I know guys that do black and gray and color. Tr- traditional artists mm-hmm. that are incredible. So it's hard to put it to who's my favorite artist when there's so many different forms of tattooing that it's hard to. Do you have a Put favorite, George? Well, my favorite in the realm of the whole tattoo experience, Mikey Pathetto. Just the whole thing of going to his shop. I've been down at Mikey's shop. I saw him. He was, he's in Bensonhurst, right? Is that on uh, 13th Avenue or something? 16th Avenue and 62nd Street. People also know him as Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Oh, Michelangelo, yeah. yeah, yeah. People know him as Michelangelo. I I know who he is, yeah. yeah. I was down hanging out by Mikey's one night, and I walked in. There was this Italian kid there sitting with his girlfriend, and he had a metal tin filled with ice and a bottle of Moet, and they were sharing champagne glasses waiting to get tattooed. 
Like Mikey's just a whole experience. Then the gypsies come in and terrorize him. That's a good laugh. You know, then you get the gang. Used to you get the gang kids from Chinatown. He's blowing out full dragon back pieces. Like it was just uh, what you think a tattoo shop is supposed to be years ago. I guess Mikey's is it. I have the best time when I go to Mikey's. Mikey was up here recently too. Yeah, I think Mikey's coming up Friday. Oh, he's coming back up. I'm tattooing him. Oh, the best. He's yeah, just, I'm tattooing him Friday night. Yeah, it just it's just such a, a great experience. Like, and if you don't know Mikey, like, you know, I've had people say like, oh, he's a little weird. He's this that, but he's just you he's know the best. He's quiet. He's, the he's best. to himself. You know, you know, it's a little different. I've seen I've seen him. I I've seen his like socials, but I remember before I even had tattoos, I saw him, like. Everybody knows Michelangelo. Everyone, so. everyone knows. It's, yeah, it's but that, but place. that I would think like I'd put him in there as my favorite tattooer as well. Like, yeah, like oh, just man. the whole experience of Can't of him is great. Him. I mean, you know, I, I go to a lot, like a lot of different friends I, I have in New York that tattoo, but it's just you, you know, I don't know. It, it's, it's hard just, to put it on one. It's really yeah, hard. it's kind of really hard to put it on one. Definitely is. You'll definitely get a different experience in in every Which shop. Uh, Katie Lotito said. How many people come in the shop a day, roughly? Why? What are you looking? Open up your own tattoo <laughs> shop. Next question. No secrets. <laughs> no secrets. Yeah. Next question. Someone asked, uh, "What's the?" Uh, we're empty. That's why we're doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Wait for business to come in. Epi as most common tattoos asked by Italians. Depends what time. <laughs> so he's gonna he's this gonna have one, and then I'm gonna have one. Well, look, one of the most classic tattoos is Christ head. Christ head. Yeah. And yeah. it's all it's that's timeless. right behind you, George. Yeah, but no, the good the, well, that was Peach Sheet, but a famous one in the nineties actually Michelangelo did that sheet right there behind you. This one? Yeah, so that Christ head, I got the one I got the one to the left. That Christ head was You have this tattooed on you? Yeah, a lot of people have it. If you're Italian, you got a Christ head tattoo. Probably a generation before mine, you got like Pete was doing the Playboy the Bunny with the name. Or the cross. cross is more my generation. But Pete was doing the Playboy Bunny with the name or the, the boxer kid, Kid Sluck. You know, then I think it went to your generation's got to be what? The clock. The clock. The clock. And my, the Mike did about 5,000 clocks. <laughs> and he I've goes done a lot of He's like, oh, he's like, I don't want to do any more clocks. Anymore. But I'm like, yo, they pay the bills. Like, I saw one artist put on his thing. Like I got I got a I got a rebuttal for this. But this but one I, artist puts on his thing. I will no longer be doing clocks and roses. You know what that says to me? Whoever the fuck you want, I don't even remember your name. That's like saying I will no longer accept fifty dollar bills. Well, what's the matter with you, bro? If you have something, a product, and, and you sell it, that's business. Come on. Like me say, I'm not gonna make turkey sandwiches. Bro, that made me so fucking mad. Yeah, I'm not selling vodka sauce anymore because too many people had my vodka sauce. You know what? When the landlord comes to collect his fucking rent, tell him you're gonna have to lower my price because I'm not doing clocks and rows of vodka sauce anymore. Yeah, yeah you know, I'm sorry, I go on that rant, but I'm no, just no, no. like so mad. This is what the people like, want. You know, when when business is slow for you, you'll look to suck ten dicks for a clock and rose to walk <laughs> through the door. I'm sorry, this is business. No, I mean, come so, on, it's a perfect, it's a perfect to go into this. My question blood now. pressure probably just. I didn't even shot get the answer to the fucking question. You just but no, shut the fuck up. Say, because it makes me crazy when people say that. No, 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 I was saying. He says his generation's Christ head is my generation's clock and rose, which it is. There's clocks and roses, a lot of uh, 
St. Michael's was really big. St. Michael's is a big well, one. Police officers well, really big. Well, he never big goes one. out of style St. Michael's. Yeah. But I want to get the, There's too. a big difference between the popular tattoo of his generation the popular tattoo of mine is mine takes me seven hours to do. His took an hour and a half, yeah, an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, Christ had nice, clean Mine, took, mine takes and seven and a, and a half hours to bang out the whole piece. I'm dead after a clock in rows because the whole time I'm like, oh, God, I can't believe I'm still doing this. And then... I did him well, I guess. So, and the Panther was a big one. Yeah, I see, the I Panther, the one crawling up. It's, it's right there. Soprano, yeah, that's a great Panther. one. But that's a classic yeah, yeah. tattoo. So, what would be your recommendation? This is a question sent in by Joe Uva. Recommendations for first Italian inspired tattoo, like. Get your I, mother's name. Well, what's a better tattoo yeah? than that? Right, make your mother. Mama's happy. boy, right? <laughs> Typical mama's your boy. Mama's too. boy. I mean, um, if you if you're gonna come, if you would think you're gonna come to me or someone in the shop, I I always push people to say, get let's get creative with it. Let's instead of coming to me with the clock and rose immediately. If you want it, you'll get it. But maybe find other interests. Say you're doing something for your mom. See what she likes. Like what type of flowers? Like a family emblem like or something. The pepper is the very underrated well, tattoo. That was what know? someone was done back in the day. Someone the someone actually it. asked me that. The horn. Goes, the horn. Can it's they, a pepper. It's, it's called Cornicello, right? But it's a pepper. Yeah. yeah you no, you did that on Nikki, right? I yeah, know. I did it on Nikki. I yeah, did so it on a they, couple of people. They asked, actually, can they do a Cornicello or Mano, Corno, Mano Cornuto, which is this. I've done those. I've so, done, I did, I actually did, one, I, I did one with the pepper attached. make a comeback. It could be possible. Playboy Bunny, it's a cigarette in his mouth. Yeah, it'll like, start it back up on growing but up. But that's the crazy market. thing, though, because <laughs> I know like the, the new thing now is traditional tattoos are back with these these youngsters again but the traditional italian he says tattoo, he's not old and uses words like youngsters well no because he's you know, like old sport old, but i'm saying like the traditional <laughs> italian tattoo hasn't come back in style the playboy bunny smoking the cigarette the horn do you do a lot of italian flags not really right no i did no, two I really of them don't. about a month and a half ago on a father and a son. i can't tell you the last time i did it i did two of them i've done them but not i don't have an italian flag on me I don't have even a, a clock or a, a rose. A ro- you have a ro- roses. I have rose, but I don't have any clocks. But a rose as long as there's no clock next to it, good. A rose, you're good with a rose. You get a rose 30 years ago, you're good. You get a rose 20 years from now, you're good. How, a rose is always going to be a rose. A great tattoo. But I, I just think, like, there, there's tattoos and then there's works of art. Mm-hmm. You know, like a tattoo's tattoo, you know? It's work of art is... It's going to be on your body forever, so... It's got to be something you love. Yeah, well, here's the thing, though. Do <laughs> you, know, and... you have any tattoos you regret? I don't regret any of my tattoos. If I could do them over, I would do them different in the sense of I probably just would have got a Japanese bodysuit. Like, if I was raw, I would have got it neck down, all Japanese Yeah, it's work. sick. Yeah, right? You know, yeah. it's one thing. But, you know, you're getting tattooed as a kid. You get this here, that there, you know, and before Patch you it know up. it, you're all patched up. But, you know, what, what they don't understand is... Skin ages. As it goes on, it loses collagen. It's not like a canvas. The More so the color work that people do. It's like, phenomenal. These people are painting like they're doing these big oil paintings. I can't wait to see what it looks like 20 years. I saw a guy Ten. on Instagram. Yeah. 10 years. I saw a guy on Instagram. He put, you're familiar <coughs> with um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but with the actor Gene Wilder. Yeah, the old, the older one. Yeah. Few that, that's the one. If you watch... Willy Wonka and the, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, that's the one. The original one. Yeah, the original yeah. one. So if you look, if you Google Gene Wilder, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, it'll come up 
with him as Willy Wonka, the yeah. picture with the top hat. And an artist put a picture of that that was all muddy and everything, and it put a picture of it just freshly done. So he redid the tattoo. He or did it the redid first somebody's time. tattoo. Or re- so when I read the caption, the caption wrote, it said, I'm so glad that I got to redo this piece I originally did six years ago. And listen to me, the guy was a phenomenal artist when Six years. When he Shit. when he redid it, the thing was smoking. But the original, like I probably couldn't have did it the way he redid it. I no, I definitely couldn't have. Guy's a way better artist than I was, but I would have never admitted that I did that original. Because God knows what the original guy paid for it. And if I would have laid out three grand for a color portrait, which is kind of what they go for, and six years later it looked like that I'd be dragging a guy up and down 101st Avenue looking for my money back. But these things do age. Black and gray proven that will hold up better. But, you know, when you're doing skin tones, you got six different browns laid out that are so similar but just off a shade. Mm-hmm. You're putting them into skin that's deteriorating. What, do you think that's going to hold forever? Not going to hold forever. You know, so, I mean... Choose wisely. Yeah, like, look, when Kubo was a kid, I remember him saying... I always knew I wanted tattoos when I saw Tony the Garbage Guy with his green outlines. So in that what do, you, era, what do you mean by green outlines? Like, you know, Kubo's 61 now, so maybe he was a kid at 10. You know, his Garbage Guy had older tattoos, which were probably done maybe in the 20s or 30s. You know, so you ever see... I mean, I remember being a kid seeing the old guys with, like, just these outlines that look kind of green. You it's, know, how the, it's how the ink held up. Yeah, over, over time. Like, that that era. It like, it like faded out. Like, it fades to green. It gives it like a, it does like a green hue. Yeah, to green it. tint. Black, but like, it's like a green tint. You know, now, I mean, I you know, I see friends of mine that are in their 60s now that have been getting tattooed since their 20s. I mean, they, they change. You know, even some of mine, I noticed that they change 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. I just think that the amount of... Is there any recommendations you have to take care of tattoos, like products people should be using? Yeah, probably growth hormone. So this way it slows down your aging process and it keeps the collagen in your skin. And go and then go to the gym over here, limitless. Yeah, get in shape too while you're at it. I don't want to say you can get the growth hormone there, but you know, I'm sure. I'm sure if you ask around, you might find a wrestler or two. But um, now we're not. We're not. You uh, know, it's no way is that linked with the other. I mean, look, I'm in the. Anybody that knows me knows I'm a big fisherman. I'm tan all year round. I mean, you know, you really want to save your tattoos? Put zinc on them every time you're in the sun. Allows no kind of sun penetration, but you're going to have light all over you. Like a friend of ours went to Bali and got this tattoo from this guy. Beautiful. I'm sorry, he did, what was it, Alice in Wonderland, right? Yeah. Is that, uh... Uh, Anthony. Yeah, whoever, LeBarca got it. Whoever did the oh, guy's okay, sleeve, okay. hats it's, off it's, to him, phenomenal artist. You know, LeBarca's got fair skin, and when he came back, I looked at it. It's a lot of, like, you know, uh, earthy colors in it, like muddy blues and stuff. Got like, him in, though. Yeah, got him in. There, like, there was, there was, but the thing is, there's a lot of black in those tattoos. Yeah, but I was so like, they hold up. Yo, I was like, I'm telling you now, don't go in the fucking sun with this thing, and if you do go in the sun, put zinc, zinc. on it where no sun goes into it. Only because he's a young kid. It'll fade out. Twenty five years old. Yeah. He's got to wear. But this if he thing. takes care of it correctly, it'll it'll look good. Yeah, for a long it's time. like anything else. You, you take care of it, it'll, it'll last longer. But I think now, 
more or less the way these big color pieces are being done, these intricate color pieces, nobody knows what they're going to look like in 20 years because people weren't doing them 20 years ago. See you later, bro. You know, so it, it's just, how do you know? You know, it's like all these chicks that are getting fake asses. Like, yeah, they look good. You're a 40-year-old woman getting a fake ass now. What does it look like when you're 60? Who you the fuck knows? One. Because nobody's got a fake ass for 20 years yet. <laughs> These are things you're going to find out sooner or later, right? Yo, we got to make another podcast. That's a good analogy, though, know, right? I mean, it, it really is. Nobody could document the fake ass for 20 years. <laughs> I mean, you could document fake tits 20 years later. I mean, my mother had a chest done in 85. I mean, she's not with us now, but... You know, she'd be probably in her 70s, and I'm sure it's not looking the way it did when she got it in the 30s. You know, but that's documented. That's been around since, like, the 80s, that operation. She's laughing, but it's the truth. You're going to be here one day doing a podcast. I was remember what George was talking about. (laughs) George, did you guys ever tattoo any... This was asked by Gianni C. Ever tattooed a piece of Italian food on someone? I tattooed a, a slice of pizza on someone. Two yeah, people. Yeah, pizza I've done. I've done pizza on people. What about raviolis? Didn't you do that on someone's butt one time? Dylan did it on, <laughs> did it on someone's butt. Did he really? Yeah, Dylan yeah, did a ravioli on someone's Shout out to Angelo. I, I mean, I wasn't I, saying any names, but okay, yeah, shout out to Angelo. When I saw that I was question. Trying to, I was trying not to blow up any spots. When I, when I saw that question, I was like, oh, I know Mike did one of these. It's a famous tattoo. <laughs> Who's got it? Yeah, were you not here? Angela. Oh, the ravioli? Yeah. Well, you should get it. I mean, yeah, it's a ravioli. You know, if anybody should have a ravioli tattoo. If anyone should have a ravioli tattoo. I need a sandwich tattoo, so I'm like, all right. We're going to have to do a... I keep trying to get Dennis from Marlowe's to get a gold bar tattooed on him. He's got not one tattoo. Who's this? Dennis, that owns Marlowe's Jewelry. He doesn't have any tattoos. No, but why wouldn't you? Well, Dennis Marlowe Jewelers. You need jewelry, go see Dennis. <laughs> but why wouldn't you get gold tattooed on? I said you don't need. It's like you get paid for this. He, does he have any tattoos? No tattoos. He probably just doesn't like tattoos. I agree with you, but you should get a gold bar. You know, you make your living. Just right here, on your ears. Yeah. Yo, George, you want to say anything before we check out? Oh, we're leaving already. No, I mean, we could stay a little more, but it's I don't too. know. But we He's just rocking and rolling. We touch on a lot of interesting things here, but there's a lot of time. What, what do you mean? No. But there's minutes. a lot of interesting topics we... What, what we, else didn't we touch? Well, we got to do the part three, like, in another three, four months, maybe. If the people demand it, I'll get to you sooner, but... But I, I think what the people should do is I think they should do questions that they want to hear us talk about. Because, I mean, look, tattooing's all well and good and stuff, but obviously I have a plethora of knowledge that I'd love to share <laughs> with everybody. And I'm very opinionated about a lot of things that are going on in this world today. You know, so just give me a topic and stop me on it. I'll fucking go off on it. Because I don't like a lot of shit that I'm seeing going on in this world today. It's fucked up and people really need to talk it, about it. Was it, be- it, was better, it was better 30 years ago, right? Well, listen to me. With me, what you see is what you get. I'm going to tell you the truth whether you like it or not. You, you know, it's my opinion. I understand that, you know, it, people don't share that opinion. But there's certain things that are going on that, you know, we should address and not be afraid to talk about. Because this stuff doesn't get edited out or anything, right? We could talk about whatever the fuck we want to talk about. Absolutely. So I think there's a lot of topics people would like to see us talk about. There's got to be a warning on this fucking... to talk about. And the thing is, you and I... We're not afraid to talk about anything. <laughs> so this could be like a whole new thing, like touchy subjects. This is going to be a separate... 
a sub yeah, podcast. Yeah, like, like a sub podcast. Going up t- yeah, yeah, we could do you it. You could do a different thing. We got a studio. We got a studio coming up. The possibilities are endless. Yeah, we could have like if we talk about really risque subjects, we could have guests come on and interview them. We could have them wear masks and shit. So this way, maybe so they say anonymous. Like, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll get Joe anonymous. to get on screen like that. I mean, look, <laughs> there's a lot of shit I'd love to talk about, but I don't want anyone hearing because they might dig less of me. But you know what I mean? You're there's doing great of, so far. A lot of stuff. So far, we stayed about. away from so political so stuff. <laughs> I just try to stay away from the political stuff, to be honest. No, we don't give a shit about that. Well, can, I, can I have an opinion about it? Can, I, can we get into it? Super broad, it? super broad, though. Not very broad. Because I don't want to lose any followers. Okay, My cousin Rocco killing me. Yeah, yeah. Can you not say anything? Uh, no, I'm stupid just going to say or... whoever is the president of the United States does not affect me one way or the other. <laughs> I I've feel made, the same exact way. I've made way. money with a Democrat in office, I've made money with a Republican in office. And, you know, even though Trump and I did graduate from the same high schools together, shout out to New York Military Academy. Oh, he went, he went there? He went there. He graduated there in 64. I would graduate in 92, and when I was there, I used to write on desk Trump 64. You That's know, to, funny. Just to make it like he was there. But anyway, <laughs> I, so for me, you know, I don't follow politics enough to have an informed opinion of what's going on. I find him very entertaining because that motherfucker, the shit he comes out with, no president ever said half the shit he says. Yeah, no. Nah. You know, so we've Segway. never Segway. we've never had Next a reality question. TV star as a president. That's why. No, but one thing I will tell you though. Oh, we are touching is... a politics. <laughs> no, no, I'm just. Gonna say, just this was, you don't take a no, fucking hit for shit. No, this was something I noticed, which I found very like. See, I'm spitting on you, Kazim. No, no, you go, you go. I was on Tinder one time. <laughs> oh, you are okay? Tinder? I was on Tinder. I was single for for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I was on Tinder, Yo. and as I'm swiping, Mike made me do it. What I can't fuck? tell you the amount of women that I saw that said, if you're a Trump supporter, swipe left. When did who the president is have to do with affect dating? Maybe because I was with someone for many years and I'm out of the dating pool a lot. But I was shocked at the amount of women were like, no Trump supporter ever. Like, does this guy really have that much of an impact on people today that he's affecting how people date? Explain it to me. I, I don't get it. Because if I'm on a date with a chick, the last thing I'm trying question. to do is so talk about. I let I let our followers I let our followers decide. I don't unfollow us. Don't unsubscribe. Um, <laughs> no, like you not, said, I mean, real quick, I'm not real, saying real which way I am about a presidency the, the, or another. The last but thing I'm, I'm going like, to touch on it. is that same thing with me. No president has ever affected how I make money and support my family. So I really like. I don't care either way either. Yeah, to, to me, it's not. I don't look. Whoever wants to be in the White, I got news for you. I liked Obama. I think Obama brought right, a little right. bit of, st- of style to the president. The swagger. Yeah, I I, 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 I liked him. He's I trying to segue like off the politics so no, but I, hard, and you no, don't my whole stop. Thing is, don't misconstrue it. I'm not saying here I'm supporting <laughs> one person or another, but why does the presidency have to affect dating? That's my question. Like, I don't understand why. We live in a different world. Things weren't how they yeah, were 30 years ago. Yeah. You know, I, I guess it is, but... Guys, if you're in Queens and you want to get a tattoo, Pete and Kubos <laughs> is your spot. But not to cut you off. Usually you would think that they would put... Like, I, I think it's more like, I don't want to date a guy with STD, so if you have one, please swipe left. No, if you support Trump, swipe left. Like, I don't get it. There's so much more pressing issues that you would want a guy to swipe left about. You know? If you're planning on raping me and killing me, swipe left. You get what I'm saying? Like, um, if you support Trump, swipe. I just don't get it. That's all. You can finish it up. But it's a good point, I think, though. It's a good way to wrap up. Um, guys, this this is great. We're going to get to part three in soon. Oh, my God.
Mike, got anything you want to say before we go? But next this time, was George's hey, show. But leave in the I, I, comments the shit you want to hear us talk about. Don't even put me in the about. videos. Don't put me in anything. This is Sabino and Georgie talk. You got a name for our show? <laughs> no, but we should think. We should definitely think of one. And definitely, the people when they put in the comments, they should. Everyone should put what they want to hear us talk about. We'll write out the list of the topics, and then we'll talk about it. You want to do so much? You want to do, do a current doing. events podcast? I'd love like to do a current on? events podcast. We could do it live, right on the spot. Release it the same day, you know? Yeah, and I no mean... No editing, nothing. No, and I'll tell you... Right, LePic? Yo, shout-outs to the camera guy, LePic, man. He, he's straight off a, ga- a Grammy weekend. He had the best weekend of his life. He's been doing... He was in and out of L.A. <laughs> really quick. Very you quick. know, he was like... Uh, you know, Jay-Z was feeding him grapes. <laughs> <laughs> I did grapes. How are the grapes, though? Were they good? The grapes are good. I mean, if the grapes better be good in California, you know, they make a lot of wine. Yeah. Weather's beautiful, eh? You can't beat it. <laughs> Guys, bon